for how many turns? Just one right away. 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 Just one right away. Just one right away. Steve, let me do you a favor and talk about the episode Favors of Mad Men with you today, though I don't know if I'm doing you that much of a favor considering this. <laughs> this one's a little uneven. It's got some of the most uncomfortable moments literally in the whole series. Sure. And also times when it's like, oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's got a bit of both. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's Favors, and it was aired originally on June 9th, 2013. Uh, episode 11 of season six. Gee, we're almost done season six. I know. Yeah. Exciting. Right. Um, what are we going to do when this is over? I, I don't know. Pick another show. I, I have a proposal. You do. Uh huh. Okay. I'm not going to tell you, but I, I do have a proposal. Is it as long as it's not an indecent proposal? Cause I, you know, no. I don't care. No, you pay me a million dollars. I'm not sleeping with you. Mm-hmm. Um, actually million. <laughs> nope. 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 Just decided. Nope. Although, although, to be fair, an indecent proposal would mean that I would want to sleep with your wife. I'd have to because that's what I'd ha- that's I'd have what to the movie to, was. I'd have to talk to her about. That's it. That's what the movie was and about. I, believe me, dude, I am not bringing that up <laughs> <laughs> uh, for two reasons. One, it's kind of weird, but the second one is I don't think you have a million dollars for that. I do not have a million dollars, so. Um, and also, I doubt your wife would like it very much. So true. Yeah. True. So really, true. This went to a very strange place. And would that be fraud? That might be fraud too. That know. might be illegal. That might be illegal. It could be. If we had a contract, you could sue me. Probably. And I wouldn't want to be sued. No. No. Because of course, now <laughs> we're gonna get oh god, the rabbit hole we're going down. But the like prostitution isn't illegal. No. Right? Solicitation is illegal in Canada, yep. not prostitution, right? Yeah. Um hmm. Interesting. Yeah, we've been a we've been a lot of legal gray areas. I think. Yeah, I know, and it's a little weird. And we will now change the substance. <laughs> yeah. So that awkward awkward moment was brought to you by an episode filled exactly. with awkward moments. Exactly, filled with awkward moments. And like, it's one of these weird things too, because on the surface everything looks great, everything's fine, except just beneath it. And I mean, like, you can actually. It's like you can see through it like tracing paper. Yeah, this is, isn't really subtext. I mean, we always in, in literature we always talk about yeah. the surface text and then the subtext and stuff going on. There. This is not really even that deep. Oh no, no, no! <laughs> it's it's looking right at you. I mean, if yeah. you if you knew uh, if this was real life and you knew Don Draper at all, yeah, um, you would know that things are completely spinning out of control, right? Yeah, and we've seen that this season where he's drinking and he's his philanderings getting bad, yeah. and it all comes to a head in this episode. Um, we start with Peggy shrieking at a mouse. She calls it a rat. I don't know if it's a rat. It's a lot of blood. I don't know. That's why I said you. You say called it a mouse in her document. I said, isn't it a rat? I I think it's I, Peggy calls it a rat. Yeah, um, I know. I think it's probably a mouse just because okay. of the squeaking noise. Yeah, yeah. Because you know you don't really get a good good view of it. No, but, you don't really. But you're but you're right. But but then again, you know we see lot lots of um, sound effects of. Ro- frogs going ribbit ribbit and there's only one frog that does that eh? exactly so Mm -hmm. you know yeah there's one one famous frog that makes a mating call that goes wine chuck and of course whenever i talk about that in animal behavior class i then tell everyone to wang chuck tonight and i get nothing no of course everybody wine chuck tonight nothing 
just nothing. Um, <laughs> and it's funny. I, I don't know what's going on here. That was a weird scene to open on. I, it's like, oh, there's her. I guess it's like now she's defenseless in a way because Abe's gone. I don't know. Yep. Uh, reminding, I guess it's reminding us that Peggy does not live in the greatest part of town. I nope. guess it's trying to take care of all those things. Um, Roger's waiting for Don in his office. Uh, I don't know if he's drinking. I have written here he's drinking, but he certainly is, as Don mentions, underneath the bar. But he's, yeah. he's getting he's getting the oranges that he got from Sunkist. Yep, and he's juggling. Um, and then uh, you know, uh, but yeah, I like when I like when uh, Don says, "Hey, look at you." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's it, 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 it's like a special needs kid who's done something well. I know. Oh, right? look, at like, you. look at that. Congratulations. You pulled your fly up. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because he's juggling. And of course, he's clearly is. This isn't some sort of stupid CGI thing. But no. if I understand correctly, um, he did learn to juggle for this scene. And John Hamm didn't know he could juggle. So that part of that right. reaction is real. Right. Which is kind of cool. Um, and so, yeah, he's there and he's always sun-kissed oranges, which is obviously a big thing. And it's funny, I don't think people realize that up until the mid-1970s, oranges were a seasonal item. Yeah, they were. They really were. They weren't available in regular grocery stores. Uh, you, no. And you lit- people literally did order crates of oranges from Florida. Yep. And people would come back, from, like, you know how people come back from Nova Scotia or from Maine yep. and they bring lobsters. People would come back from yep. Florida and bring a carton full of oranges. It's not really a thing anymore because you can get oranges at the corner store now. Yeah, and and just think of how difficult that was because they weren't ordering online. No, that's right. You probably had to call. It was like yep, call somewhere or a long distance number and mail it, and then they would send it, and you'd send a check or they they'd send it COD. Yep, uh, which is wild. I got a package COD about two years ago, and I was completely floored. It's like what the hell. Oh, right. I had to do this COD because of border things or whatever. But it was like, yeah. I haven't done that in forever. I know. I know. Worlds come. It's funny how these subtle changes happen. And like I said, people, I don't think, realize that things like oranges were a luxury. <laughs> like, it's a weird yeah. thing to think of them as being a luxury for, unless you lived in Florida or California yeah, was, or something like that. I was, I was teaching a course on, on television once, and, and I told students that there was a time when you actually had to watch the show as it aired. <laughs> Because if you didn't, you never saw it. You never saw it again. That's right. And they, and one student went, man, that must have fucking sucked. <laughs> and I went, yeah, it, it did. It kind of did. But <laughs> the other did. thing was, and I think, you know, we watch a show like this or almost any major TV show nowadays, they always have story arcs. Yeah. They didn't do that back then because if you missed a show, yeah, you, you don't want to be. Story arcs. Yeah. Because you don't want to miss anything, right? You had to go, oh, God, I guess I'll have to, I'll catch that in July during yeah. reruns. <laughs> Unless it was something like St. Elsewhere, where the story arcs were so long it, it, yes. that you could, that if you missed one episode, you probably didn't miss a lot. Same thing with West Wing. There was yeah. there were overarching stories, but it's like, oh, I missed that one. It's not a huge deal. You could catch you could catch up. You could yeah. catch up in, in the. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Whereas now, you know, you're kind of screwed if you yeah, miss an episode because largely because at some point you'd have a character go you remember that time that you did that thing yeah they they, they would have a character do exposition just to remind the <laughs> remind right. the audience which which of course is not how humans behave no uh which is what takes you out of tv shows um right. and oh manny's there and uh he oh he's with there with pete's mom yep um and uh, I, as I note here, I think he actually looks like he's in better shape than Bartolo Colon. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody's in better shape than Bartolo Colon. Yeah, that's a fair point. Did you notice the heel click with the, the heel yep. click salute? 
yeah. um, which is a thing that's kind of gone out of fashion. What with the last pe- bunch of people who did it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Weren't very nice. Um, but yeah, he's from Spain. German fellows. Those yeah, German, German fellows. German fellows. Yes, they were German Although fellows. he's from Spain, so this yeah. would be the time of... Uh, Franco, right? Franco, so, so that's maybe he grew up in that, right? And it was a more common thing before Germany wrecked that for everybody, just like yeah. how, how their leader wrecked that little mustache. No one's wearing yeah, that anymore. No. <laughs> and the swastika. And the swastika. And the swastika and, was, uh, was an actual symbol beforehand, and they just oh, kind of God, yeah. it. And of course, now people, I think it's always a tell when someone says, well, you know, it's actually a Buddhist symbol of luck. Yeah, we know that. You know what else it is? It's a symbol for genocides. Take it down. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Dude, uh, stop that. Uh, The other one, the the, the raised arm salute uh, was something that, in fact, most militaries used that until the Germans wrecked that for everybody, too. And I've actually seen um, photos of school children in the United Mm -hmm. States giving the Pledge of Allegiance. Pledge of Allegiance doing it. With with the, the, the arm. Yep. I mean, before before fascism. So before fascism. I'm not. I'm not saying that the no, children were no, fascist. No one's saying those um, children were fascist. They may have been, but some of them not, perhaps grew up to be fascists. Exactly. It's certainly possible. Join but it was the just, it was just, it was just it was just a thing that you did. Yeah. and then that it was a salute. It was associated. a civilian salute that was used. It was used in a lot of militaries during the U.S. Civil War. Yep. It was used by both sides, actually. Yeah. Um, yep. this short treatise on salutes brought to you by Dave and Steve's very yes. strange interests in things. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, Pete's mom thinks Peggy is Trudy, uh, and yes. then says, "I, oh dear, don't." Yeah. What does she say? Uh, don't. Um, uh, uh, what's the word? I can't remember the, the word she uses. Something his caresses. Yeah, you know, and it's like, ooh, yeah, because there's that moment there where she talks about the child, and Peggy's Peggy's like, "What?" Oh, but the child you have with, with like, Peter. How, like, did how, you know know? Like, how did oh, you know okay. that? And it's like, oh, okay. Oh, she's. Oh, I see. I yeah. see. See, so this is actually a really good scene. So, like, yeah, shit, it is. It, it, the, the episode isn't horrible or anything. It's just bits of it that make me annoyed. Yeah. Um, most of those bits involve Sylvia Rosen. Um, yeah. Something's up here. Mrs. Campbell is sleeping with Bartolo Cologne. And or, I'm just going to so call him Bartolo said. Cologne. So she says. Yeah. So she tells us thing. fire in his loins, in her loins. I never want to hear anyone say they have fire in their loins. No. That includes people that. No. I, you know, just saying. Yeah, nope, even, even people I want to hear say say, to me, say like nice things wife. about me. Yeah, I don't want to yeah, hear my I, wife. Ever I don't want to hear her saying that. No. I'd probably like, go. What? 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 Are you, are you stoned? What are you? <laughs> exactly. If you're high, then it would be funny, and I'd be yes. okay with it. I'd be okay with it. That's about the only time I'd be okay with it. Yeah. Um. Oh, Sally's getting ready for a big school trip. Um. I like these kind of trips. I used to go on these kind of things. Like, well, she's going to model UN. I did yeah. something like that in high school. It's kind of fun. Uh, and it's one of those, I don't know what they do those trips, but I think they yeah. give teachers breaks. <laughs> yeah. Now, and this is saying a lot from somebody like me who got a lot of A's and stuff. Mm-hmm. The model UN was for, for the kind of goody, goody brown nosers in my school. <laughs> and oh, yeah. I was seen as a goody, goody brown noser, but right. I wasn't, I was just smart. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, it's, it, yeah. it's like, I just got good marks and yep. No, that's exactly where, where I was. I, I, where I, where I didn't suck up to the teachers. I was just smart. Yeah. Did everybody assume that you wanted to be like an engineer? No. Okay. That's what, when I, when I was in high school, everybody was like, so you're going into engineering. It's like, no, I have literally no interest in that whatsoever. No, no. Well, you're very no. good in science. Yeah, I know. No, that, <laughs> but this doesn't interest me. Sorry. Th- this won't surprise you, but they thought that I was going to study history. Ah, history would be good. I think a lot of people said that to me as well. Yeah. Um, 
when I told people psychology, they'd like, what? Yeah, that's what they said when when I told them English. It's like, what? So you so you studied history? No, I didn't. No. <laughs> I was very interested in history, by the way. That's why. right. Yeah, same here. I mean, like, that's like they knew they, they knew I was interested in history. Exactly. If I ever told the registrar at Western how many history credits I'd have, I have a minor in history. I just never did because what's the use? Um, yeah. <laughs> I love when she says, "You hate that Daddy supports my dreams." Uh, it's just so horrible teenage girl thing and it's just yeah. wonderful um and diplomacy club is just another place to make out uh, yeah betty betty has now become betty has gone from being a 35 year old woman to being like a 60 year old woman yep. like it's yep. really she's so out of time and out of touch now eh? yeah um of course henry says i thought she joined she joined the student congress the un is a joke <laughs> henry is starting to to spout Barry Goldwater talking points. Yes. Yeah. 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 This is, this, the, this is the show showing here's where the Republican Party started. That's right. And that's here exactly they are right. now in, in uh-huh. the late 2000s. Uh-huh. <laughs> here's uh-huh. where it starts, people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, and here's Mitchell, Sylvia and Arnie's kid. Um, he's been talking to Megan and uh, he's 1A, which means he's perfectly yeah, he's capable perfectly. of fighting in a war. And he's an idiot because he sent his yeah. draft card back. You see, and I understand, by the way, that you don't want to fight in Vietnam. Like, I really get that. I'm very sympathetic to that kind of thinking. But the way you do that is you stay in school and then you don't get drafted. <laughs> I well, if you I, want to make a pl- political statement against the war. That's great. And then you become a fugitive. And that's a, that. a lot of people did that. What, 50,000 people probably yep. came, came to Canada? Yep. Um, I have a friend, a uh, former colleague, uh, died a couple of years ago. He was an English prof here. And yeah. um, he was in, Jesus, I forget where he was. He's from Boston. Right. Uh, and he moved uh, to, he, he, he left because he didn't want to get drafted. And he went to, did a PhD in English at right. Dalhousie, actually. Right. Okay. Um, and cool. uh, he said to me, uh, you know, the, we used to talk about how the, the, he was sure the FBI were following him. And I said, you know, they probably weren't, Bob. It was probably the case that. They didn't have to really. He said, well, my car was easy to find because I had a Viet Cong bumper sticker. And I said, you see, <laughs> see, now there's a point. There's a, there's a level of, I get one thing, but then you, it's, but yeah. And eventually of course he got the, um, the pardon from like they yeah. all did that mass pardon from Carter, which was a good idea. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. was able to go visit home and stuff, but yeah. Um, oh yeah. He, he moved here and uh, he might've even renounced his American citizenship. I, th- I think he actually did. That. Yeah. Um, I think then you had to. Yeah. And then he became a Canadian citizen and everything yeah. was fine. Cause, yeah. cause my PhD supervisor, his father was American and his mother was Canadian. Okay. And he was born in the States. Right. And it was the late sixties and the American government told him that he had to decide. And he said, well, Steve, because he, he, he said, he said, I had a choice: go to Canada or go off to some foreign country and kill people I didn't know. He said <laughs> the decision wasn't that it's tough. Not, not a difficult decision. Yeah. Now for him, it was legal because the government said to him, pick, you know, pick a side. Yeah, pick a side, and, and and whatever side that's fine. But you have to stick. You have to stick with it. And so he, because because he was, he could have been dual citizen, and but he he chose Canadian. So right. his was perfectly legal because the government, right. like the government told him to pick. And then let them let them know. And then yeah. he said, "Okay, fine." And he went 
And there's a there's a lot of I mean people who are now in their 70s 80s uh, who were draft dodgers who became really important people in in Canadian political life and Canadian yep. literary. Uh, William Gibson. William Gibson. Uh, yep. Jack Todd of the Montreal yep. Gazette, the sports reporter, uh, also yep. author. Um, uh, there's been quite a few people over the years that, well, I guess it's like 50,000 people just left. Yeah. Uh, and understandably, I mean, I'm not, yeah, yeah, I'm not judging anybody for this uh, about being a coward or some bullshit because I mean, yeah, go, go fight yeah. people for no if, reason who you don't know. <laughs> if, 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 if you, if you want a really powerful story mm-hmm. about somebody who has to make that decision, Read Tim O'Brien's on a rainy river. Okay, right. It's a really powerful story about a, about a guy. He calls him Tim O'Brien. It's not really him, but he calls him Tim O'Brien. But okay. you know that where he has to make that decision, either to flee to Canada for him because he was in Minnesota, he would have gone to Winnipeg, but sure. uh, go either go to Winnipeg or go to the war. Yeah. And I mean, you know, there's uh, cases of a lot of these. I mean, I, I think about the case of, well, for example, Jack Todd from the from Montreal Gazette, and he, yeah. he, he actually had joined the U.S. Marines like he volunteered yeah. and uh, he was discharged honorably and it was a medical thing. But then he was drafted yeah, like in 1967 or 68. And um, he just left. Yeah. Because, you know, early on, it was like, like he, it was grass on an interview with him. He's like, you know, I was a, a Kennedy Democrat and Kennedy said we had to do this. So I signed up to be a Marine. That's what yeah. you do. And then five years later, it's like, yeah, I'm not fighting a Lyndon Johnson's war. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going, I'm going to Canada. But yeah, uh, a lot of people in this country moved here from the States because of the Vietnam War. Yeah. And, um, a, lot, and a lot went down and joined up too. Oh yeah. Yeah. About you know, the, like, uh, like, like were, roughly the lo- same number went the yep. other way. Canadians fought in, uh, joined the American military. Yeah. yeah. I have a cousin, like a third cousin or something who did yeah. that. Uh, and everybody thought he was crazy, but you yeah. know, if that's what you wanted to do, I mean, you could, if you yeah. wanted to, I mean, nobody was going to stop you, even though Lyndon Johnson tried so. to get Canada involved in it. And, uh, yeah. Lester B. Pearson said, no, no. Um, that would be foolish. That would be a dumb idea. So he wants to go to Canada, which is sensible. Um, Don says stupid kid about him. Don's not wrong here. Yeah. But, well. but I get the political statement. And I, I'm very sympathetic to it. Um, uh, he can't spend the rest of his life on the run, Don says. It's like, well, Don should know. Yeah. And Don's saying that to Megan because Megan knows about Don. So yeah. he's like, this isn't, this is not, this is a non solution. Uh, yeah. Um, you note here that uh, not is he not showing concern because he doesn't want Megan to find out um, <laughs> where little Dick has been. Yes, <laughs> I think he's guilty about it, right? Yeah. I mean, we see later he is. He feels like he has to do something. Yeah. So he feels kind of like if this was my kid, and in a way it is because I did sleep with his mother a lot. Yeah, that, that's that's later. But he, at this point, I think yeah. he's just he's just like. I don't want to get involved because if I do, things might be there's a, said. There's, a, there's an off chance. Yeah, yes. exactly. There's yeah. an off chance here. Yeah. And certainly all this season we've seen, Don, been, I mean, he does this a lot all throughout the series. Yes. But in this season in particular, he's been acting selfishly and sort of protecting himself and stuff like that. So. And, and, and recklessly too. So I yeah. think he's trying to take, oh, I've been kind of screwing up here. So I'm going to be really careful. Yeah. Um, I love this scene of Ted, Pete and Peggy, uh, uh, breaking for dinner before they fly back from somewhere in new england i don't know where because they've gone to ocean spray yeah um ted says this is the agency i wanted 
Um, and it actually does look fun. They look like they're it does. Literally they look having, like they're having fun. It seemed like I mean, I was out for dinner with some colleagues last night, and it literally looked like that. We were kidding yeah. around, a little loose because we'd all had a few drinks, and yeah. it was just fun. It was really nice. Um, uh, Ted does go to call home, and Pete tells Peggy uh, that you know. Pete's, you know, you love him. Yeah. <laughs> like she, Pete can see it and you can see it. I mean, yeah. she plays it very well. He says, I know that look. Yeah, exactly. Um, and just if we, if we haven't forgot, if we have forgotten it, they had a little fling, well, yeah. they, you know, there's still something there. Um, and I really like when Pete's a decent guy like that. Like he, yeah, this, he seems this, okay here. Yeah. This, this, this scene really seemed like a sort of a kind of a bearing the hatchet thing where they've had this kind of tension because yeah. they really haven't been together, like, yeah. like in, in, in proximity to That's each right. other to sort of hash this thing, this thing out. And so they, they kind of do it um, in some ways by proxy here. Like they don't actually address it, Yeah, but they just kind of get into that kind of, humorous kind of joking kind of thing and that's i mean i don't know about you but that's what most of the time when i have an argument with a friend or a colleague or something that's how it you very rarely does it come to the point of i'm sorry i screwed up it's more like it's understood when you start acting like regular people again yeah and 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 something this big like if you start doing that you you get into it and it's like just probably not worth it just to say okay go anywhere good we're 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 past this let's just ignore it you know not pretend it didn't happen but just leave it in the past and just sort of get on with things and exactly um you know i had a really strange conversation with your mother tell me exactly what she said (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then pete oh i think i'm going to be sick yeah I know when he says, I don't even want to think about her brushing her teeth, <laughs> which is fair. Um, I really think that Carthizer and Moss, like they knock it out of the park when they're just together. But then Kevin Rom comes back in as, yeah. you know, as Ted and he's perfect. Like, he's like, oh, what yeah. did I miss? Exactly yeah. what you would do if it was a conversation and you'd gone up to go pee or make a phone call yeah. or something. You'd see your friends laughing. Go, Oh, what, what are we laughing at? Yeah. Like it was, a, it's a very well written scene. I thought. Yeah, and and then we kind of see his attitude shift a bit because they don't tell him. Yeah, for understandable reasons. I mean, yeah. you know, you know, it's like, it's, yeah, yeah. We were just talking, sort of talking about how we had a kid together years ago, and it's like, and also probably you know, how you guys you got a bit of a thing, but we're not, yeah. you know, we're gonna we're not acknowledging too much of that, and yeah. also, uh, uh, you know, we're kind of wasted. <laughs> yeah, and and and, and, and it's something that we haven't mentioned before, it's good face acting. It is by rom here like oh yeah yeah he's really good like, that he, he's really into it like haha and then and it's like wait a minute they're not telling me what, what tell why, me what's, why, what's, what, why, what's, why aren't they telling on? me this? what's going That's on right. yeah <laughs> it's really great um arnie drops by i get baseball tickets mostly the mets and that's what don says well i guess and see what you <laughs> don't want to go to a game yeah but the following year following year nine he's going to be begging for mets tickets oh man and that team that 69 mets team um, you know, so many great players, but it also has like, you know, one of their, like, there are guys that are sort of swing guy out of the bullpen, a little a kid named Nolan Ryan. Yeah. Well, whatever happened to him? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. He seemed to have dropped off the face yeah. of the earth. <laughs> if so you don't really, know baseball, look yeah. up Nolan Ryan. Look up Nolan Ryan. <laughs> Hall of Fame pitcher. <laughs> yeah. I think he took uh, over 70 games to the seventh inning with no hits. I mean, yeah. He was a bizarre, he was a freak. He was a freak of nature. He was a freak of nature. And apparently the only training he did was he'd swim laps in his pool in his house. That's yep. 
yeah. people like that freak me out. Uh, and just so people know, and spoiler, uh, the Mets won the 69 <laughs> World Series. Yes. And before that, the Mets were awful. Like they oh, were yeah. a joke. That's why they're nicknamed the Amazing Mets. Yeah. Because it, it, they just seem to come out of nowhere and yeah. win. Yeah. And it's like, how are these guys good? Yeah. It, it's like the 79 Expos. The Expos were a exactly. joke for 10 years. And it's like, oh, now they're good. What's going on? Now they're on? good. <laughs> Oh, I look look at the lineup. Oh, I guess they should be yeah, good. I yeah, I guess they should be good. Unfortunately, um, Expos never won the World Series. But, yeah, well, but, yeah, jerks. Yeah, let's not go there. No. Uh, I'd be depressed for the rest of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Sylvia's been lying about little things. You're right, Arthur, uh, Arnie. Also big things. Um, I like what Arnie says. He's got there right in the middle of the riots. His French is excellent. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like he he's like, I got a good looking kid. He speaks French well. There's girls. He's a foreigner, which adds to his exotic mystique. Oh yeah, yeah this, totally. uh, expa- what is it called? An ex- expatriate revolutionary. Yeah. I love that Arnie is like he's he has is fine with his kid being a goofball kid. Like yeah. he gets that. I really like that about this. But it's also like you know he's pissed with him. Yeah. Because um, I think this scene is really good because, you know, I mean, I, I mean, obviously looking back on it as well yeah. is, you know, because the country became so divided yeah. over the Vietnam War. One of the things I like this about the, this show is that it, that it shows the divisions, but it gives it a nuance. It really does. Right? It's not like, like, like you have Arnie with a hard hat on saying exactly. Kill the commies. Right. Exactly. He's he's really torn. He doesn't want his son to die in a war, no. but at the same time, he feels it's his duty to go, and he doesn't know what to do. No, <laughs> he, and he, like, and this is not a dumb guy, right? This no, is one of the top exactly. heart surgeons apparently in the world, and he's you know? just completely confused, and yeah. like the whole world was at that time, you know. And, and, um, and so yeah. you see him as like this kind of stuck between this, 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 the, the his his beliefs and his desires, and you know, and I, I presume that. Uh, most parents i mean not not all of them because there are probably some who are on on either side uh sure. you know um yeah. for the war against the war but for i would i would guess for the majority 90 percent of american parents this was the situation exactly because you know you're like you know he's he can't help he's a creature of his times he's a guy yeah. in his mid-40s who's gone through a lot of things and he's seen the country go through wars and it just sort of that's what happens yeah you know, um, again, I don't think people understand that up until World War II, being at war every generation was kind of a normal thing. Yeah. I mean, even even Korea. I mean, you know, yep. the sure. you know, because that's where I mean, because um, Arnie was in Pusan. Yep. Right. You know, he served. I mean, he was in a hospital and as, as a doctor. But, yeah, you know, he would he would have seen the I mean, he, he, he's basically mash. Right. He would he would have seen. The, the results the results of war he, like yeah. he, more so than anybody else yeah because he's the one who would you know see them died as well you know and all those kinds of things so yeah and you know uh don says you have to admire his idealism and he actually says you sound like sylvia <laughs> yeah you can almost see don go oh god, I oh, god. Said, that was a mistake i shouldn't have said that yeah. um but i mean and then don says war is wrong yeah Right. He just says the war is wrong. Like he literally, and he doesn't say war is wrong. He says the war is wrong. So he's not a a pacifist. He's like, this is stupid what we're doing. Yeah. Um, And I think that was a common enough thing that people by then started thinking of. My mom has talked about how uh, she was always against it because she just thought it was stupid and a waste. And my dad was for it because 
you know, men tend to be a little more conservative about things than women. Sure. Um, But she, it didn't take too long for mom to bring dad over to the side of, yeah, this is actually really stupid that this is happening. Yeah. yeah, It's really weird. And And this would have been around the time. I can't remember exactly when it was when uh, Cronkite gave his editorial saying that be, they couldn't they couldn't win the war was that that was 68 wasn't it yeah 68 but i think it would yeah. be after this actually or, no sorry that. this would have already it would have already happened would have already, yeah because that was like august or something yeah uh and i can't yes. remember the exact date yeah you know, we and and it's the moment that that johnson said and i think i might, might have mentioned this before it's the mm-hmm. moment johnson said that they lost the war he said because because yeah. he said if he if he lost walter cronkite he knew that he he lost middle middle america and it was, because, uh, let's see, I'm trying to find how Walter Cronkite changed the war, blah, blah, blah. He left way. I can't find. Oh, okay. So yeah, it would have happened in just after the Tet Offensive. So it would have right. been the first half of the year. So yeah, he's, they've all yeah. seen that. Yeah. They've all seen that. Um, I love when Stranger on the Shore comes on just because it's a great song. Yeah. And Arnie lays out his thoughts. Um, <clears throat> he's, and it's this, like, you know, and he says this country is a bargain and service is part of it. And that's a very... You know, the national myth of a lot of countries yeah. is that, not just the States. Yeah. Um, and uh, he then says, you know, but, and he talks about how his kid is soft and he'll probably get it. Yeah. And then Don says he's a good kid. And then Arnie says he's the best. And it's like, yeah. as a father, I see that and go, my God. Yeah. You know, and I think about having a 21 year old son and it's just, it's pretty freaky. It's very well, well played. Um, kids, 18, 19 years old, have no idea about their own mortality. And Don says, that's, that, that, you know, that's why, why do you think they choose those kids? That's what yeah. they make good soldiers. Exactly. Yeah. It's a really, it's a really powerful scene. Um, <clears throat> Ted's with his wife and things are not perfect. Uh, no, close. no. <laughs> Even when you do come home, <laughs> things aren't good. So she, I mean, and she says, you know, you like having a pretty copywriter in your plane. So yeah. she's clearly noticed that he's taken a shining to Peggy. Yeah. She isn't saying and I bet you're sleeping with her or anything no. like that. But I think she feels that there's an attraction there and it, yeah. it's uncomfortable for her. Yeah. You know, which I would understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Makes complete sense. Um, and he's getting, we've had presented to us Ted first as like a, almost a caricature. Uh, we first meet him and then he's yep. become, then he was the, he's, he's like creative, like Don Draper, but he's not Don Draper. And now we're starting to see that maybe he's a lot like Don Draper. Yeah, exactly. Scratch the surface a little bit and they're all the same. Yep. <laughs> uh, oh, Don wants to speak to Pete. Oh, sure. Cause Pete had, knows yep. his department of defense guy. And then uh, he says, no, he left for union carbide, which is really just part of the military industrial complex. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and then I love when Pete says, aren't you having dinner with GM, one of the biggest uh, military contractors in the country? Oh. <laughs> um, and, of course, there's also the idea of Suncrest and Ocean Spray. That's a conflict. That's going to be a problem. Yep. Uh, and, of course, <laughs> it's because Ted's been sending out memos and no one reads memos. Of course. They're the, they're the emails of the late 1960s. Yeah, they really are. I mean, it's like. <laughs> it's like yeah, I get an okay. email. Okay, I'll read it later. <laughs> I remember I used to have an inbox and a notebox on my desk. That was when I first started my job because everything yeah. wasn't quite electronic yet. Yeah. And you'd see things and you'd go, uh-huh. <laughs> and then you see, please respond by June 10th. 
and yeah. it's like July, and it's like, oh well, I don't have to worry well, about guess, that now. <laughs> well, I guess I guess they made that decision already. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, Ted. You, the more of these you send, the the less they get read. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly true. And I I like when he says, uh, "Imagine if every time Ginger Rogers jumped in the air, Fred Fred Astaire punched her in the face." <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Um, I don't want his juice. I want my juice. I, I love this scene where <laughs> they're talking great, about, right? I, I want my juice. It's like, ew. It's so petty and funny. Yeah, like, so... I mean, if you take a step back, I, 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 I get why people yeah. get upset or whatever, but it yeah. does just sound so petty and it sounds yeah. so childish when it's like, I yeah. want my juice. I want my juice. I want my juice. And Cutler's like, it's all your juice, Ted. Yeah. It's all your juice. All your juice. Yeah, it's good. Um, uh, Mitchell looks, um, he does look like Arnie and Sol. They cast that kid well. Uh, He looks like he could be their kid. I I like that. Although he has really ugly pants. He does. He does. It's, there are certain fashions from that era that I find repugnant. And one of those is pants like that. I've I've, I've been re watching uh, the emergency TV show. Right. uh, And Dr. Brackett. Yeah. Um, has pants similar to that, and they're really ugly. <laughs> that was a, that was always the thing in the early seventies on TV shows. If they had pants like that, they meant they were meant to be the hip doctor yeah. or detective or exactly whatever, right? When it, <clears throat> around this time, my father asked if he could. Uh, my father had worn a suit that had bell bottoms, right? Work. And he was he was hauled into like HR, yeah. And they said you can't wear those, and he said, well, why not? It's the style. And then he yeah. was told, if you can get all the girls to wear mini skirts, you can wear that. Yeah. Because the world was sick and disgusting. Yeah. <sighs> That's pretty gross. Um, and then, uh, oh, the doorman gives Sally the keys. He calls the two girls uh, a couple of uh, high fashion models. Um, and then one girl says to Sally, you're living with Mark Lindsay. Mark Lindsay, of course, of Paul Revere and the Raiders, which is an interesting yeah. choice. I see. Like, I, I I thought they were going to go for Jim Morrison, but mm-hmm. you know, but maybe the doors were just a little too mature, right? Right? Like, 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 because Paul Revere and the Raiders, and it's not to put Paul Revere and the Raiders down. No. They were more of a teen boppy kind of. Yeah, they were the kind the of doors. band that that sang anti-drug songs like yeah. Kicks, just, just keep getting harder yeah. to find. Which, by the way, is a great song. Don't misunderstand yeah. me. But yeah, they were. I wouldn't. I mean, that's what their their market was. Yeah. They sold a lot of records. Uh, they played into the seventies. Yeah. I think they even still tour. Yeah. I think um, they do. Yeah. But it's, they weren't the doors. They weren't yeah. cream. You know, they weren't the yard yeah. birds. This yeah, is they a were different. The, They're kind of the Sean Cassidy of their time. If ish. Yeah. It was that kind of thing. So yeah. I, I wish they would have gone with Jim Morrison because he does have the great big bushy hair. And well, that's what, cause that's what I thought too. They were going to go with, I, I go, okay, here comes the Jim Morrison reference. It's like, oh no, they went, mm. they went, they went, they went with Paul Lindsay. Uh, Mark and, Lindsay. and the thing <laughs> is that uh, the difference, of course, is uh, if he was like, like Jim Morrison, he'd also have to be falling down drunk through the whole episode. True, true. <laughs> Folks, every Doors song you hear, the band are wasted. Like, yes. and I don't mean they are pleasantly buzzed; they're wasted. No, they're they're hammered. Yeah, they're wrecked. And it's amazing they could do that while that being that messed up. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it really is. I mean, oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I know it's not not out of the doors, but Alice Cooper talks about the fact that like they're like about four or five albums he has no memory of recording. 
because he was so wasted during the time that he can't remember them yeah a lot a lot of his 80s albums because he he was he was just so stoned that he he does not remember making them that's that's something that's something i i I can count on one hand the number of times i've had like oh i don't remember that event in my life uh yeah Uh, things are coming to a head for manny and pete um Oh, Peter, he's a gift to me. <laughs> uh, Pete's where he's genuine, actually. His mom is compromised, right? She's She's got early stage dementia, and yep. she is compromised. She can't make proper decisions very well. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, like, I think it's actually a very sensible thing that he's concerned. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, he he uh, approaches it completely the wrong way. Yeah. You know, but he's he's got a point. Um <laughs> His mother says, you've always been unlovable. One of the things that happens when people get dementia, uh, as it tends to progress, is that the filter goes away. Yeah. So people just express whatever they were going to express. Yeah. Um, This can lead to very strange things. Like it it can lead to very, and it actually can lead to um, inappropriate sexuality being expressed. Yeah. So it's not surprising that she's with Manny and I'm not saying that that relationship isn't potentially real but what I'm saying is that it's not surprising that you do that because the filter gets removed yeah um and you know the idea that uh she can make decisions but they're always a little compromised so it's a serious concern yeah um when she says, I have car fare and a piece of paper with my address written on it in his elegant handwriting and in fact, those kind of coping strategies are used by people who have dementia. So yep. they'll nowadays it's very often on a smartphone. Um, yeah. Be, because you can actually teach people how to use a phone. They won't remember how to use it. Um, I'm going to use the word consciously, uh, yeah. consciously remember it, but they can use it even because you've taught them. They don't ever remember having you learned to use it, but they yeah. can use it. It's, it's fa- human memory is a fascinating thing. So what she's doing there is a co- that coping strategy is totally sensible. Um, if you think of the movie Memento, where the guy has all the clues right. um, uh, tattooed on himself, it's probably the best demonstration of how memory works, even though it's a, it's a good movie, but it's a little weird. Yeah. So they're, they're doing okay here. That's not so bad. Um, so anyway, uh, don't think this is good with Manny and no. Mrs. Campbell. No, I mean, no, no matter what, Pete has to do something. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to do something. Uh, Dawn's at the dinner with GM and it's just uncomfortable. The whole thing. Yeah. It's, it's one of the few scenes in fact, that I kind of, I don't skip it, but I might skip ahead 10 seconds every so often. Cause it's really uncomfortable. Yeah. There's Canadian content. They do, they do mention going fishing in Muskoka, yep. which is, uh, which people in Southern Ontario think is Northern Ontario. Right. Those of us who live in Northern Ontario will tell yeah. you no, it isn't. But yeah, well, well, people out west think Ontario is is, is Eastern Canada. So I know, I know. It's like, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> and in Newfoundland, people call Ontario uh, Central Canada. They say that yeah. a lot. And I remember one day someone said, "This, see, this is what people think of us in Central Canada." I said, "I'm actually from Central Canada. You want to know what they think in Newfoundland?" And I said, "Sure." I said, "We don't." <laughs> and he looked at me. I said, "Nobody lives here." I said, "I live here. I love it here. It's great." But nobody lives here. There's half a million people live here. Our university is is half the size of my high school. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh. Yeah. So it's, uh, anyway, the Canadian content's nice. Don makes an ass of himself. He does. Uh, I like 
seeing him screw up because he's so suave and debonair and slick. Yeah. It's nice seeing glib people screw up in a way. If there's a schadenfreude, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's a point where I've kind of done things like him, right? Being, being part of the union and stuff like that, that, you know, to, to, to try and sort of see where people sit. But this is these are people that I'm already aware have a knowledge yeah. of the thing yeah. and are kind of possibly interested in it. Yeah. It's not like I just show up to some random university professor and start asking him about union things. You know, I'm, I might go to a representative, a guy who, who's a union, a union, a shop steward or something yep. and, and do this kind of thing. But this is this is like, you know, I'm, I'm not saying necessarily it's even inappropriate. It's just like th- this is not. It's just it's, weird. These are not the people to be talking <laughs> no, with this about. Exactly. It would be like and, you know, because I'm in a small school, uh, we all kind of know each other. There will be because we're getting a new VP academic in yeah. about three weeks. We're having a little going away reception for the old VP academic. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably go because I like her and we work together. It yeah. would not be the time for me to say, and it wouldn't make any sense even for me to say, you know, I could use more money. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's not the place. Or the equivalent of going to a dean and asking about things that the VP academic should be concerned That's, about. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's, it's like, I'm just a dean. <laughs> I can't do My, this. Why are you I, telling I, me? Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> It's that kind of thing because they're part of the hierarchy, but yeah. they're not the top. No, they're not the ones making these kinds of decisions. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Uh, and as you note here, that these kind of conversations probably happened a lot in the late sixties. Probably did. Uh, you know, a lot of people making phone calls. Do you know a guy? Do you have a guy? Yep. Yep. Uh, I have a son. And, and that did. You know, we know that George w, George W. Bush was in the Texas Air National Guard, so he didn't yep. have to. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people say bad things about that. Good on him. Um, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I, there's I a lot of that. In the there's least. a lot of reasons why I, I I really despise George W. Bush. That's not that's one not of one of them. <laughs> same here. Same here. <laughs> right? Yeah, same here. Because if if I'm I'm happy for the draft dodgers to be up in Canada, it'd be hypocritical of me to sort of then turn around to George Bush and go, well, "You shouldn't exactly. have done that, dude." Exactly. Um, it's like you know that's fine. I have no you know I'm not a fan of George W. Bush. There's all he and I, he and I do not fundamentally yeah. agree politically on a lot of things. No, but that's not something that I'm going to hold. No, I, I would. I wouldn't either. Um, well, Sally and her friend have a thing for Mitchell, which I think we saw coming. Yeah, it's not um, surprising. <laughs> like <laughs> Sally's friend keeps calling Megan Mrs. Draper and she says, yeah. why do you call her that? Because uh, she hates it. Yeah. <laughs> Teenage girls are the worst. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, Mitchell, and you mentioned here he is dreamy. Um, yep, he is so, dreamy. You know, he's dreamy. Uh, oh, Peggy's up again looking for the mouse, and that's a big blood trail. I mean, that is a big. That's a lot of blood, blood trail. That's there's not that much. I don't think there's that much blood in a whole mouse or even a rat. Um, because that well, that's why I thought maybe it was a rat, even yeah, though you know a lot of blood. That's maybe, a lot of blood because I've maybe I've seen mice and traps because I've had mice problems, and, sure. and so I've seen ma- mice and traps, and they don't bleed that much. Even if they dra- even in the, the rare cases where it didn't kill them and they dragged it, there wasn't that much blood. No, it wouldn't be that much. That looks like like that's as much blood as you know. You cut yourself badly yeah, <laughs> with, a, with I, like a kitchen knife. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the only thing I can think of is is just it shows up better on television. I think that, that's like they, like they needed that much blood so that the viewers could actually see. The go, blood ah! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, 
so she calls Stan, which is interesting. She's just like, oh, I gotta, I, well, she doesn't have Abe anymore, right? So she calls yeah. Stan. I love it. Stan's, Stan's like, I'm not your boyfriend. <laughs> I love this scene. It's so this great. Is a standout scene between Peg, Peggy and, and Stan. And I love that there's a couple things here because when you think about it, this almost has to have been shot separately. Yeah. Right. Because they wouldn't shoot the two things at the same time. That's stupid. Yeah. So they're acting. Now, there's probably somebody reading the line they're reacting yeah. to. But they aren't acting to each other. No, they're not feeding off of each other. But I mean, they shouldn't be because they would be on the phone. So that's yeah. great. Yeah. But yeah, it's really good. And you're starting yeah. to see a real friendship between the, these two. And I really like it. Yeah. And, and I like the fact that she tries to hit on him. Like oh, she tries I'll make to it worth your while. I'll make it worth your And he's like, no, it's coming. like, on. no, you won't. <laughs> It's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, like Stan now knows. It's like, <laughs> I've tried that before. That doesn't work. I ended up naked. I ended up naked <laughs> yeah. with a heart on and she made <laughs> and you fun made of fun me. of my penis. Like, it's like, no, no, no. This, yeah. you know, and I, I like the way this, this relationship is developed. Yeah. It's really cool. It's, it's like, organic too. I like, like this they're is, friends. They're, yeah. They're close it, friends now. Yeah. And it's, it's an organic thing. It wasn't just like one day. Oh, she's hello viewers. Yeah. These people are friends. Yeah. We've watched a friendship develop from, you know, someone who was yeah. Peggy's there's, there are, I like Peggy's character a lot, but she has certain flaws. She has certain yeah. blind spots and Stan started that as a complete asshole. He did. Like, yeah. And he's become this pretty sympathetic, cool guy. I like it. Yeah. And, and the weirdest thing about this scene, he's got a Moisha Diane poster over yes. his bed. It's like, like I get people were you know, liked Israel and stuff because of, you know, but Moshe Diane, Moshe like, Diane. No, I mean, that's, that's the architect that's, of, of, of the six day war. That's a, that, yeah. that's, that's like a, he was like a, like a genius. He was, right? he was. Uh, he's a military genius. Right. So there was that. And there was also, I think he was recognizable because of the eye patch. That's true. He was definitely recognizable. Uh, and it's funny. I don't think people understand now that, you know, the cool lefty kid today would be unlikely to have a picture of a Benjamin Netanyahu. Um, yeah. <laughs> but this is a different time um, yes. and uh, quite a bit different. Yeah. And, you know, the, the Israelis were constantly this close to like seven countries attacking them and trying to kill yeah. them. And that happened a lot. Yeah. And they kept going, no, no, no you can't yeah. come for, at me. For, for those who can't see, Dave's fingers were very close. Very together. close together. <laughs> uh, come at me, bro, was basically yeah. the, the, the exactly. Israeli approach. And they would always win. You know, it was. They was, would. Yeah. And well, partially. Yeah, exactly. Partially because partially of guys like uh, Diane, who was just yeah. this charismatic guy, but also just he was, he was brilliant. Uh, military strategist. So, but it is a striking thing. And I think that's done on purpose to remind us oh, that yeah. things have changed. And I, I, really, I really do like that. Um, Ted confronts Don about his behavior uh, at the dinner, which is probably a good idea. <laughs> and then Ted's like, "Oh, is it your kid?" Because <laughs> yeah. Ted, Ted immediately realizes, "Oh, Don probably has thousands of children all over yeah. the world." Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's got an out, and it's that general. It must be that general we saw two seasons ago. I right? would think so. Um. And you know he can get him into the Air National Guard, and then Ted says, "You've got to stop the war, Don." Don's like, I can't stop the war. Don, and I don't think he's actually being obtuse here. I just think he's taking Ted completely literally. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's thinking about the war. And well, more... I mean, and, and that's what they've just been talking about. It. Yeah, and, it's and completely Ted kinda, fair. Ted kind of shifts su the subject 
yeah, oh, or, totally. or the war that he's talking about without any kind of segue. And it's like, I can't stop the war. Yeah. Like, no, 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 not that war. It's like, I mean, I'm, I've been in conversations like that where we yeah. were talking about one somebody and then somebody changed the subject and I went, what are you talking about? <laughs> How did we like, get no, here? No, 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 I'm not, I don't mean that. It's like, oh, okay, you've, you changed subjects. Well, it would be nice to know. Yeah, exactly. Um, you need to stop chasing Sunkist. And then they shake hands and he says, this is not the handshake of gratitude. This is a binding contract. Yeah. Um, and he's got to cut his hair and write a, he's got to write a letter about how much he wants to be a pilot. And then he says, it better be a good letter. You should write it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Don calls Sylvia. Now, originally he calls Arnie. He's not even trying to get a hold of Sylvia. So originally he's trying to talk to Arnie. I don't think he wants anything to do with Sylvia because he knows as we see what happens that he's got no self-control around her. Yeah. Um, And then she says, did you fix it? Uh, I kind of feel bad for Sylvia here because I think that she, well, we've seen that she wants nothing to do with this relationship anymore yeah. and that he should go back to, but there's also, I hate the relationship so much that I kind of, yeah, like it's, un, I, it's just annoying. I just, I just have the yawn part begins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it's just, and Don says, you know, I have children too. And Sylvia, yeah. Uh, yeah. and she says, I know that's not why you did it. And she's probably right, but. Yeah, it's just reminds us of that stupid relationship. Uh, it's not good for either of them. Anyway, you got Bob and Pete. Oh, I think Bob, Bob, Bob. Yeah, Bob. Pete. Bob's gay. Bob's gay. So when, when last week when Ginzo said, "Tell me, are you a homo?" Was yeah, a gen- gen- genuine question. Um, uh, I told you I needed a nurse, uh, and you sent me a rapist. <laughs> Jeez, Pete. I mean, yeah. Okay. It's like, Probably technically. Um, well, if the rela- if they are having sex. Yeah, because like I said, she's she's compromised. I doubt right? they are. You don't think so? She they may not be. You may be right. Man, he's gay. Completely. And Manolo's <laughs> gay. This is the thing. Yes. Um, so why is? Yeah. Yeah. Would... Um. I mean, now he may be trying to rip her off and stuff. I'm, you know, right? No, exactly. It could just be some kind of scam. But this is a complete overreaction by Pete. Oh, he's I think a rapist. so. No, he's not. <laughs> right? It's like <laughs> she's 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 at the beginning stages of dementia. That's right. Pete knows that he can't believe what she says. Yeah, yeah. She's the classic unreliable narrator, right? Exactly. So, it's like every season so of uh, I have, Mr. Robot. I, I I don't think that there is any kind of relationship. Okay. Um, I never told you anything. You just started doing some digging. In other words, you were just being Bob Benson. Yeah. Uh, Bog makes a couple of drinks by make a couple of drinks. He pours some, I think that was scotch into uh, two glasses. Uh, I don't think Manolo's interests turn that way. Yeah. (laughs) So he's saying, you know, Um, did she seem happy? And this is an interesting point that Bob makes. Is she happy? Uh, and it's the key, really, when you think about it. Um, yeah. Though she may be being taken advantage. I don't know. It's it's a yeah. tough call here. Uh, I'm pretty clear that Bob's gay here. Yeah. It comes on to Pete. And this is really uncomfortable. Um, it is. Because it's a different. See, now, I'm not saying it's being exceedingly comfortable now if I had a friend or colleague who was gay and said they were attracted to me. But it mostly would be uncomfortable with me because I'm married. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't be uncomfortable because because of them being queer. Yeah. It'd be more like. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm married, eh? Yeah. <laughs> so I haven't had that experience, so I don't really know what it's yeah. like. Um, I have. I've seen friends of mine who are gay come on to friends of mine who are straight, and that was very uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. 
Oh, so that's happened to you, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I've had, I've men come on to me. Okay. I don't really ever know. I'm I'm so and completely out of the loop. And it's like, but I'm 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 hetero. Sorry. Yeah. It's not the side of the plate I bat from, buddy. Yeah. It's just one, more power to you, but it's not one of the, one of one of the creepiest times was when I was dating a a, a woman, not not my wife. Okay. Um, but um, a, a, a kind of family friend of hers came mm-hmm. on to me and I was like, dude, I'm, you know, I'm dating, I'm dating this woman, you know, like, it's like, you know that. Yeah. So like, what are you it's expecting like, here? Yeah. Yeah. A, I'm hetero. So no, but B it's like, what are you yeah. doing? What are you doing? Like, if, if, you know, if you knew that. I was, if you thought I was single or something like that, that'd be different, fine. but it's, it's fine. Like, it's fine. It's like, I'm in a relationship, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a relationship with somebody who, who you see as a niece. It's like, that's oh, creepy. Jesus. Yeah. That actually is lit. That, <laughs> that crossed like, the line to creepy when you, right. You, she you, called him yeah. uncle. Like, like he wasn't biologically her uncle, but he, yeah. but she called him uncle. And it was like, like, this is creepy. Yeah. No, that's just literally creepy. It's uh, like, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you trying For to reasons that have Mrs. nothing Robertson? to do with the sexuality? <laughs> no, no, no. I get, it. With, I get it. It has to do with the fact that I'm I'm dating somebody who you see as a niece. You know who this is. It's not exactly. like this is a mystery. Like... Yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's weird. Uh, people are interesting. It's funny he when was, se- he when, was when, drunk at the time. When people are drunk and whenever sex is involved, they make yeah. people make dumb decisions. It's just the yeah. way how the world works. Um, oh, the kids are off in the cab. They're off to model UN or whatever diplomacy club sally's listing facts about the philippines i do like a couple of things she mentions how many of the people speak spanish which they don't anymore yeah because of the colonial past but that's basically in the last few generations there are people who speak spanish but it's pretty rare now Uh, she knows that filipino is also called tagalog which is good and her friend mentions manila envelopes are they the number one export of the philippines (laughs) and i i I said that for years yeah so i i I like to take credit for that but sally does get one wrong here oh what she said Manila, Manila wasn't the capital city then. That's right. Manila only became the capital city in '76. Aha. Quezon City was. Uh, That's right. Between four, forty-eight and '76, it was Quezon City. Right. Excellent. That's good. So um, she's wrong about that. And she's wrong, and her friend is wrong for putting that letter underneath their door. Um, yeah. it's not good because we know she's going to go upstairs, and we know that. Like you see it coming, like it's it's. Oh yeah, you'd have yeah. to be an idiot not to see that this is coming. And yeah. I mean, I saw it coming when the first time I watched. It, I was like, okay, Don's up there, Don's yep. up there, and he's getting thanked. Yeah, guarantee he's up there getting thanked. Yeah, uh, and I'm just mad at both of them. I mean, I find them annoying and all that stuff, but I'm also just literally mad at them at the characters because yeah, this was unnecessary. Don't yeah. do that. Oh well. Um, Pete's getting himself something to eat. I love that he's got the old raisin brand box. It's yep. so great. Um, Peggy's smoking. Yep. Ted looks at his family and everything is just, as I wrote here in our document, and everybody's fucked. Yep. <laughs> Don's gone to a bar as Don does. Uh, then he heads home. I, I really thought this would actually come to a head here with Megan because I, I thought she would have found out. I, I expected, yeah. oh, it's late enough in the season that we're about to watch their marriage fall apart because Don's an idiot. Yeah. But that's not what happened. Uh, nope. It's actually almost worse. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> we sit there and we know that Dawn's feeling this too. Not that I'm sympathetic to his behavior, but seeing somebody squirm isn't pleasant. Yeah. Um, she's just being nice to Dawn. She has no idea what's going on. Um, oh, and Sally and her friend are here, but we know what Sally saw. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Mitch is joining the Air National Guard, and uh, Sylvia sends her gratitude. Artie says, "Yeah, indeed, she did." Yep. <laughs> when you know when when Sally comes in there and she runs out, I mean, the things Kieran and Shipka had to do here. She's this is still a kid. Yeah. And I don't know how they got her to react to this. Because I don't know if it's, do you say you're watching your father? I don't know. I don't know what you do with the director would do. It's like a couple of seasons ago. Oh, it's called mystery date, that episode. And she's uh, masturbating. Yeah. And that's, that was an 11 year old kid. How did they, I wonder what the director says in these situations. Cause you know, know, the world's a lot more sensitive to things like this than it used to be. Yeah. Which is good. Um, yep. So I just wonder because, you know, she's seen this, she runs out shocked and now she's up at, and, you know, Don comes home and expecting everything to be bad. No, it's fine. Everything's just fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then she's Don, I owe you. And of course, Sally hears that <laughs> and she yells, you make me sick, <laughs> which is fair. It's a yep. completely fair reaction on Sally's part. And he can't talk his way to that. Um, nope. I was, he tells her he was comforting Mrs. Rosen. Yeah. Well, that's a way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it also, it also, it also makes you realize that he doesn't understand his uh, daughter. No, he has no clue because he, you know, he doesn't know that she understands exactly what was going on. Yeah. Um, and her reaction goes, okay. It was like she was January Jones. She just played yeah. Betty Draper. That was really yeah. a neat piece of acting on her yeah. part. It's funny. This episode is really annoying at times, but there's some really nice performances. in here. Yeah, there is. Um, and uh, that's your father, Sally. That's who he is. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no happy, no happy, uh, yeah, no happy pop tunes this week. Nope. Uh, but you know, you suggested we go with "Don't Take Us So Hard" by Paul Revere and the Raiders, and I think yep. that's what we'll do. But yep. before that, what have I missed, Steve? Okay, um, I'll say two things. Uh, okay. Well, it's just that there's three things, but two of them are in the same scene. So, I see. Is okay, that fair one enough. Thing or two things? Oh, that's a good question. So, I just wanted to to mention that in the, in the final scene here, when we see Peg, she's she's bought a cat. Oh, right. That's right. Right, and yeah. and she's watching Hawaii Five O. I was wondering what she was watching. Okay, it was Five Five O. Eh, love that Some, show. Somebody, somebody's watching a, a show early in the in the episode, and I, and I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out what, out what that is either. No, I couldn't figure that one out. Either. But, but it, the the last one is definitely Hawaii Five O because I saw, I recognize Jack Lord. Oh, cool. Um, and the other two are kind of the the bit with um, Peg, Ted, and Pete. Yep. Right, in which you know, um, I, and again. Very, very um, realistic. Where te- you know, because Pe- Pete says, "Pete says, uh, you know, I'm not. Uh, he's afraid of flying." And Ted's going, "Ah, why are you afraid of flying?" And then, and then he, he well, my oh, dad yeah. did fly, die in a plane crash. That's right. Oh, oh, fair enough. Okay, yeah. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, um, that's true. You know, and and I like the line that Pete has mm-hmm. in that scene when he and Peggy are talking about her career. And he says, at least one of us ended up important. It's like, yeah, oh, there's a nice self-awareness there, Pete. Yeah, that's good. Um, and I'll tell you something, the Pete Peggy relationship, along with the Pete Stan relationship is kind of a weird one because they're antagonistic in a way 
yeah. but they're also like they've become they've all become friends it's really yeah. wild and it's kind of yeah. cool to see and that often is what happens and you know so. yeah well they matured yeah exactly right i mean you know you you over over uh, what are we in season six so you know over what i mean it, it represents what eight years yeah you know vague roughly six to eight years you know you, that happens when you work with people exactly you forge relationships or or if you don't then you know somebody leaves or something you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's uh yeah okay there we go yep. there we, there's the things i missed there's the things you missed and i think uh so we'll go out by playing uh don't don't take it so hard by paul river and the raiders which starts out not well but then it becomes a really good song i don't know it's what yeah. it's a, for a song that's like two minutes and 45 seconds long it's yeah. got it's funny because it starts out you go oh, God, this is awful and then it's like yeah. oh that's a good song yeah and and, and it was released in 68 too. and it was released in 68 so that's why we've gone with this even though it wasn't and they made reference to the paul river and the raiders exactly it makes complete sense to use this right. on that note i will see you next week Steve. all right see leave that part in where's my fucking nose pointer um hello hello peggy pizza house